Hello and welcome to When Will It End? It's the movie podcast where we watch the movies. We start with the first one. We go all the way to the end. And sometimes we sort of jump in and out of different elements of one endless saga that don't really at any point congeal or have any narrative cohesion or structure. But baby, sometimes you got to watch the 80s and 90s Batman movies (laughs) in our weirdest, least – I don't know. We didn't go out of our way to justify why this makes sense, but I, I don't think we need to. Well, I mean, if you go to, to Wikipedia, also I'm Charles. Hello, uh, that's Charles. Yeah, it's me. I'm Josh. It's always Charles. Uh, it does list this as a franchise. These, for some reason, the Tim Burton, Joel Schumacher, three people playing Batman is listed as a four movie franchise. Four movies, three Batman. We're doing two directors. One of the. Well, you know, it's funny because first off. I'm actually feeling loosey-goosey today because I don't really care that much about Batman as a cultural construct. Yeah. Like, I'm very – I'm not a partisan. I'm like – I'm you know, look, he's a man. He has bat-like qualities. He fights crime at night and sometimes during the day but mostly at night. And, you know, I'm not in love. I'm not married to Batman. Wait, you're I'm not? I'm not Mr. Batman. You're not Mr. Batman? I'm not Mr. Batman or, you know – Who is? Here's my thing. Let me ask you this. If you marry Batman, does that mean you married Bruce Wayne or Batman? I mean, you set it up that you marry Batman. So I guess is your question, do you both get to marry both? Because you're already starting marrying Batman. Well, I'm saying legally, if I marry Batman, am I also married to Bruce Wayne? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I I mean, that's a good question. I think, I mean, how big is the dowry? Well, we're speaking of the the Wayne family and their, their billions or something and... I'm sure we're going to hear many different explanations over the course of our Batman coverage of exactly – you see the Joker? Oh, man. It was crazy. Wait. Which Joker? There's so many Jokers too. Oh, man. In so little time. Let me – but I'll, I'll start things off today. Hey, what did the bread say to Batman? Um. Ooh, oh, wait. This is like – this is Joke Corner. We haven't done a Joke Corner in forever. Welcome to Batman Joke Corner. We're, I'm, I think we can soak up a fair amount of the episode just with the work I've done assembling this – uh, blockbuster collection of jo- uh, Batman jokes. Okay, okay so, so what, what did the, the bread? What did the bread say to Batman? What say did the bread Batman. say to Batman? Um, you'll get a rise out of me, Batman. Mm, you know, you did sell that, and I kind of wish that's what the bread said. No, the bread said, "Rise so serious." <laughs> okay, I mean, I think I really needed to know that it was a rye loaf in order to like even be able to. Like, how would I have known? Okay, can I do my own pass at it? Here's the second pass. Okay, yeah. Why so Semolina? (laughs) That's really good. Batman. That's the wrong series. I think I'm making, I'm I'm all about the rules, okay? I know we're loosey-goosey today. We're not married to Batman, but I'm still married to rules, okay? Hey, you know, I emailed Netflix and I asked if they had Batman forever. And they said, uh, no, just until the end of June. Wait, what was that? I don't get that one either. Is that also a rye? Uh, Something to do with rye bread? No, no, no. The joke is that, and, and this is, by the way, not a joke. I don't know how long Batman Forever or if it's even on Netflix. The joke <laughs> is that Netflix, when this person emailed Netflix, they interpreted the question if they had Batman, the oh, 1989 Tim Burton film, forever. Oh, he meant to, he, I made a presumption. Anyone could have emailed this, though I'm assuming it was a man because, let's be real, I'm not really sure. <laughs> How many groups are emailing Netflix to ask about Batman? Yeah, I always say, given what I know about people 
emailing Netflix and people who watch Batman. That is a Venn diagram that mostly cor- like correlates to straight white men. Yeah, if I had to guess, like I'm like look, if if, if I don't want to have an inclusivity fail where I suggest that everyone is as lame as straight white men uh, when it comes to Batman, which is a punishing realm. But no, so the joke is is that Netflix interpreted yeah. the question literally as opposed to. Uh, the, the intended question. I mean, you so know, the joke there. You know who didn't send that email? Mm. Me. Yeah. Because I would have made sure to both bolden and italicize Batman Forever, so it would have been very clear to them that that was a part of the title and not just another word. And then you could do parentheses, the year and uh, the director to yeah. really make it an official thing. Yeah, and also in this uh, case, okay, I'd so- probably put this, the the star, the, the Batman star. Well, let me ask. Let me ask you a question, and this is a, a pretty good one. Um. Uh, why did Batman's wife name their son Gotham? This is that is Miss Batman in this circumstance. Why did Batman's wife name their son Gotham? Um, I don't know. That is a really weird. So that's the that's the name of the town that they'll live in, right? Well, it's more of a city. I would I would say uh, rural Batman would also be kind of cool, though. I feel like Tim Burton's idea of a city then is like, I don't know, just like everyone living near the Notre Dame. No, it's everyone lives underneath uh, the loop in Chicago, but like times a billion, right? Is what it. It vibes like with gargoyles no, she everywhere. Named, they named their son uh, Gotham so that when he wakes up at night, she can wake up Batman and say, "Gotham needs you." I just think that's confusing. I, I don't. I don't it get is, the humor. It is confusing. That's, that's like that's the whole. That's the whole point is that he now has two responsibilities. He's got right. a child and a city to take care of. And if you just conflate the two, what the fuck? It's a bad move. Well, this is important because sometimes joking can go horribly wrong. I guess that's okay? true. God, and I'm not talking about being insensitive to someone's identity. I'm talking about, you know, even as a goof, if Batman confused the two Gothams, you know, countless lives could be at stake. That joke just really frustrated me. I'm sorry. That was just like, not what I was expecting. And it just like, really, that's so fucking irresponsible. When I go to Bino.com slash post slash Batman hyphen jokes, I go there for a sober examination of like the the language around Batman derived humor and to see this posted so haphazardly with no consideration uh, for what the actual impact would be on the city of Gotham. I I think it's uh, horrific, but let me follow that up with another question. What did Batman do when he went shopping? Mm, I mean, I guess he probably was going shopping for Gotham. Uh, Maybe got some, I don't know. uh, How how old's the boy? Got him. Got him. He got ham. What did Batman do when he went shopping? Got ham. So it is another Gotham joke. It's just yeah. separate from the previous Gotham joke. Yeah. <sighs> but in the world of Bino.com and their Batman world, which maybe we should have incorporated more into <laughs> I guess this we movie. What, wait, is this? Are we talking about like the the gas reducing pill that you take? Oh, the the simple pill you take to reduce bloating after a large meal. Yeah. Do they also have a joke section on their website? Yeah. Who can say? I don't know. Well, you're there. Uh, so. You're at Bino.com. Yeah. Well, I'm on the Bino.com slash post slash Batman hyphen jokes. I'm not really on the about site. Uh, so uh, let me ask you another question. Uh, uh, why does Batman ever win at cards? Because uh, he's uh, – uh, he kills – he always kills the uh, – he kill uh, – no. Uh, hmm. Maybe because he's wearing a mask? So you're trying to be better than Bino.com. You don't want to engage with the humor. You want to figure out the joke. Well, you're you asking me questions. Is... What do you want me to do? Just say, I don't know, it's Josh. A... Tell me the answer. Jesus Christ. Jokes are rhetorical questions. That's the bit. Well, maybe you should rephrase it as a statement. You know, like, hey, Charles, you know why this is? Rather than asking me, because my impulse is going to be to try to figure it out. 
Okay, so I'll I'll try to I'll rephrase it, Charles. You know, Batman never wins at cards. Oh, why is that? Oh, he always gets the Joker. <laughs> See that that wait, but isn't the Joker a good thing? To, I thought that was like a wild card. I don't not in every card game. You I, know, I feel like if it's in the deck, it's going to be a wild card. It's not. There's a, I can't think of a single game where the Joker is a bad card if you're going to keep it in the deck. Right. Yeah, can I, can makes I, you think. Can I can I establish my rule that I wanted to? And you could you could throw this rule away. Uh, yeah, but quickly, just what do you call it when Batman skips church? Okay, please don't ask me that. Please rephrase the question. I, I, did you hear? Uh, did you hear? Uh, you know, Batman skipped church. Oh, really? Why is that? I didn't even know he was religious. It was a Christian bail. <laughs> it's a Christian bail. <laughs> oh, I get that one, and I like it. I like it. Was, that uh, he bailed one. on yeah, Christianity, but and, uh, Christian that. Bale. Yeah. Now, of course, Christian Bale's not in the picture we watch today, right? <laughs> no, Which that was brings, one Mike Keaton. Brings me to my rules. Okay, I, I I like the looseiness. Okay, I like the goosiness, but I still think as basically scientists, film scientists is like what we're calling ourselves. Uh, I don't think we should be allowed. How about f- okay. filmentists? Filmentists. That's yeah, we're filmantists. Very confusing. I don't know what that means. It flows yes, off the let's, tongue, though. Let's go with it. We're filmantists. Okay? Mm. We're award-winning filmantists. We've been doing this for years. Well, by we, you mean me. Yeah, but I, 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 I'm, I don't know. By we, you mean me. So. Well, no, I'm saying you won awards for your One journalists. of us is award-winning. I think we, won, mm. we must have won an award. We can say that, right? That we just won awards for the show, even if we didn't? I think the pushback on that would be so minimal that I don't see why we shouldn't <laughs> I would just say claim zero. we won awards. Let's just claim it. Yeah. We're award-winning sure. film filmatists. Mm. Okay, I would like to keep this serious discussion of Tim Burton's 1989 Batman, and in the same way that we are not going to be talking about Batman Two, whatever the fuck is called, Batman Returns, Batman and Joker, whatever they're called. I don't even know yet because I'm not going to refer to those yet. I don't think we should be able to talk about the other ones either. I think we should be strictly focusing on this Batman movie as itself. So uh, it, uh, Batman uh, sometimes has trouble getting a date. Yeah. Why is that? Yeah, he's, he's got bat breath. That's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty good. Um, I, would I think th- it's funny that it, he apparently – so in the Beanoverse, uh, though we know that Batman is married, we're also hearing that Bruce Wayne is trying to date, which raises more questions about the if you marry Batman, who are you really marrying? Like does Bruce right. Wayne get to still date around? That's a great – I think – that well no because it's talking about batman dating too right or is that a talking about bruce in this instance it's specifically why can't bruce wayne get a date is okay. the question posed okay then yeah no i think that's a that's actually good evidence to suggest that if you do marry batman uh your legal obligations are only to batman and bruce can go do whatever the fuck he wants mm. so actually you really don't get much of a dowry you're just getting like some some tools and whiz belts and 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 uh poppy Poppy globs and you know bat slammers, all those things that he carries around with him everywhere he goes. It's it's funny because in a way he's also carrying with him the trauma of uh, Jack Nicholman killing his parents. I mean, maybe I don't know. That, that might be a Bruce thing. I'm really. Do you think when he dons the mask, he sort of erases his brain in the same? Well, way I'm that- saying it's 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 like the stuff he's carrying literally it is like the other stuff. He's feel that he's sad about because his parents got shot. Yeah, by Jack Nickel guy. 
He's really good. Okay. Um, he killed him. He killed him with a gun. When you so you when we first started this, you said I want to make it very clear to all of our listeners that this is the Batverse Part One. Okay. Yeah. And I was like, wow, there must be a story. And I'm going to break the rules just a little bit. You know, those rules that I set up just a couple minutes ago. Well, I'm going to break them because I thought there was like a storied history of Batman movies before 1989, but there weren't. This is like basically the first Batman movie ever made, except for some piece of shit from 1966. That fucking dope-ass movie that I've seen like 30 million times? Yeah. Yeah. Adam we should... West fucks. Those those movies fuck. Yeah. We should come back around. We'll do a bonus episode about the movie. Because in those days, it's always like, oh, no, there's a TNT on a submarine or something. Yeah, that's great. So he talks very little about watching Jack Nicholson kill his parents, which is, you know... They're obsessed with that shit in this movie. Jesus, get over it. It was forever ago. The guy's well, Joker now. Well, he just figured it out, though, in this one. So I, I sort of understand why the trauma would return. You know, it's like, I don't know, when you stub your toe, it sort of reminds you of all the other times you stubbed your toe. Like emotionally. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so I guess it's weird to me that this huge, this like Batman feels big, right? Like as we were talking about. Batman's really, so big. Batman is big. So... Uh, it's very big. And well the thing about him is that he's uh he's a cape crusader. He fights crime at night and sometimes during the day. Uh he's married, has got a son named Gotham, uh lives in Gotham. Uh-huh. Alter ego uh Bruce Wayne. He's yeah. a guy, got he's got a big house. Oh, it's got a huge basement too. Oh, it's such a big basement. I I just watched Silence of the Lambs, so I've been thinking a lot about basement square footage. Yeah, Buffalo Bill. Look, you may not agree with everything he does, he but that, that basement base, he got some well. serious. Like he's using every inch of that basement. He made more and inches. I really, he made more inches. He's growing his moths. He's you know imprisoning women in wells. He's got his little sort of fun dress up area. Uh, I'm just impressed that for a real sort of DIY guy, him like if you get you know Buffalo Bill and Batman in a room together. Uh, they could probably talk about DIY basement improvements for some time together. That, please bring us that well, crossover event. I want that crossover event. Yeah, Man, you... the lambs verse and the bat verse finally intersecting. <laughs> lambs and bats. Man, I yeah. Who would win in a fight? Do you think? Like a bat seems or... more aggressive, but it's also like smaller than a lamb. I think a lamb would. I mean, I think, honestly, that fight would be incredibly hard to stage. I don't think either would particularly care about getting into the fight. Um, but if, like, it were to happen, I would say Lamb. Lamb all the way. Wow. Team Lamb. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm willing to agree with you on this. I think the bat, it's going to be really hard to do a lot of damage to the Lamb as the bat. Yeah, maybe get a few bites in. But honestly, there's so much hair, fur, whatever there's it's called. A, a lot of hair. There's a thick coat and... I just think if the lamb could get on top of the bat, it'd be over in a heartbeat. Yeah, or a kick. Uh, like they do that thing where they stand on their front legs and kick with their back legs. Like one really yeah. direct power to the bat head. Done. R.I.P. Bat. You know what I'm talking about? It sort of reminds me of, like, he was really bad at fighting in this movie. He calls his shots in this movie, you know? He does the classic when the guy comes up behind him and he smashes him in the face yeah. move. But like the Which last is like fight iconic scene, bat move. he basically loses most of those fights, right? I mean, honestly, I I watched this a long time ago because you were moving and I got called back to work endless hours at my job. So it's it's a bit of a haze trying to think back on what. But 
what happened, but I honestly think it was a bit of a haze right after I finished watching it because it was such a mess of a movie for me. Yeah, I, I you know, again, I, I shared my hot take with you off pod, but uh, well, that's the point I of the pod, like Josh, is to, my... to talk about the movie on the pod. Well, now I'm doing it now. You fucking, it just sometimes I feel like you're Jack Nickelman who killed my parents. I yeah. Sometimes it feels like that when you when you treat me like that in the pod. It's like maybe I'm just uh, maybe I'm just a, a ritzy theater goer wearing a beautiful pearl necklace. Mm, that's how I think of you. Yeah, that's kind of nice. I appreciate that. Yeah. Um, this movie's fine. I don't know. It's fun to watch. It's just, it's a fine, fun to watch movie. I I don't know. I kind of it's it's I, I'm not gonna die on the cross for for Batman. No, I'm not asking it's, you to. It's it's. I enjoyed watching it. I, want I you... think it strikes an interesting balance. For it's funny how this has been kicked around, and I'm I'm going to try to break your rule uh, from a minute ago. That's all right. Given how different depictions of Batman have changed over time, the fact that this one has one foot in like really heightened gothic themes and one foot in really silly fun themes, I think it's actually kind of an accomplishment because I think. It, it it manages to be both very grim and upsetting at times and very silly and, and effervescent at times. And that's kind of an accomplishment. Yeah, no, I I think one thing that uh, Nolan specifically did was absolutely destroy all sense of silliness, comedy, cartoonishness that was so prevalent in 80s and 90s comic book movies. And Nolan was like, no, this is, we're, we, this is a serious time. This is after... 9-11 we don't have time and what for... was that again can you walk me through that 9-11 yeah um well it's 11th day of november um it happens most years and, and then this specific year o- 11th day of november yeah that's uh okay armistice day okay. yeah it's armistice day sure oh um right. it's when so november 11th armistice day had a big impact on uh what uh, i guess christian bale because he's in those movies yeah um I mean, it was more of like that happened a long time ago, but it did sort of affect like just sort of, it's in the same way when you stub your toe for as an example, you sort of you remember think about every when other... Jack Nicholman killed your mom and dad. Yeah, exactly. At the movies or something. Yeah. Um, so in that same way, uh, sort of remembering Armistice Day every year started to get a little bit of a headache. We're like, all right, we get it. Right. Armistice. You want to make a Batman movie. I get it. You can't Let make me a silly one. What if, what if we re-edited the movie and... Uh, Bruce Wayne and his parents are coming out of a Jack Nicholman movie that they don't like, and they're like talking mad shit on the movie. Yeah, they're like, "Oh, five easy pieces," and we're like, "One piece of shit." Boom. And then, then Jack goes, "Hey, what you say about my movie, man?" I like that you keep calling it that Jack Nicholman killed his parents, but obviously some other actor killed his parents. But it was supposed to look like Jack Nicholman, so you know that it was. Yeah, you knew it was him. Uh, it was that guy. Uh, say that again. You just froze. No, you froze. I'm fine. Well, one of us froze. You froze. I'm fine. Don't maybe- cut any of this out. Well, <laughs> the, let the historical record show you froze. I was fine. Well, hey, maybe for you, I froze. But for me, you f- for this is getting very complicated. I, ref- I refuse to consider that. OK, but that's anyways, fine. Yeah, the, I think the point is that we, we know that that's Joker guy, but just younger. All right. And he- that Joker guy is Jack Nicholman. So, um. I, I actually I, I do want to know what you liked about this movie not because I find it hard to believe I see I see so much cool shit that could have been in this movie for me if a it wasn't directed by Tim Burton who I just sort of don't like visually and I think watching his movies is very 
repellent. I feel like an urge to leave whenever I see one of his movies. That's weird because there's some things that I like very much that he does. And I think it's something about the the kitsch factor he leans into. I'm one of the rare people who really likes the Dark Shadows movie. What was that? He made a, a movie version of the of the legendary TV show starring the great Johnny Depp, a very chill guy as a vampire dude, uh, set in Maine. So it would speak to your. I should have seen this. Your roots, uh, and it's very dumb and silly, but it's sort of like the right kind of dumb and silly, where you're like, yeah, this is dumb and silly, and um, I'm here for it. What was it called? Dark Shadows. Dark Shadows. Oh, right, right. About, I remember when that movies. came out. Movies don't have to be good. Absolutely. Yeah. No, I'm I'm on board with that. Right. Uh, so, what did I like about Batman? Um, I don't know. It, it, it's I like Michael Keaton's performance. I like that he that he plays like a distracted sort of sociopath in a, in a in a weird way where he is kind of unlikable. Like it's this weird mix of like you know when he turns his charm on, he's very charming, but when he's distracted and 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 shitty, you can get a sense of this guy being kind of an asshole. And uh, I like that. I think that. Um, subsequent efforts to be Bruce Wayne have had a mixed mixed bag results on that end. Um, and I can't wait until we talk about Batfleck, the, the absolute pinnacle of the character. Um, but I don't know. I, I don't have like a great – it's just the right dose of, of this – of whatever this is, I find it to be. Okay. It was just fun to watch. Yeah, and it, it will never – like there will never I don't think there will ever ever be movies like this ever again. This was a very rare part of our 80s and 90s film history that was trying to figure out how to do something and now that Marvel's taken over and we have a and like it went from Nolan to Marvel and now we have 40 years of comic book movies this one I don't think this is ever going to look like and feel like this ever again. So yeah, I think it's a, a cool thing to attempt to embrace. And uh boy, there's some Sure, some embracing in this movie with Vicky Vale and Bruce Wayne. Things get a little steamy up in Wayne Manor. Yeah, so I I personally really liked uh, Keaton as Batman. I think out of taking out everything else in the in the movie that I really didn't like, I think I loved Keaton's entrance. I love when he's like at the party, and I think the script is really bad, and Alfred is bad, and and. Everything is very bad, but I think he knows what he's doing. And I think he is like one of the few people in this movie that is like, even if it's a shitty movie, he's like still doing what he's supposed to be doing. I don't know. Jack Nicholson was like so stupid. I really hated every moment that he was on screen. I kind of got into it. I was really enjoying it. (laughs) Yeah, I can see that you would. I, I, I don't think it's a bad thing to. I think for me personally, I just like, I did not like any time the Nickel Man was yelling or talking or singing or dancing. It all well, you know what Nickelman said about this performance. Uh, the thing I like about the Joker is that a sense of humor is completely tasteless. Yeah, his sense of humor. Like, I didn't. What does that even mean? Like, what is he fucking talking about? He later said the Joker is one of his favorite roles he ever played. <sighs> yeah. Um. Uh. But yeah, I think. I think what's his name there mr keaton is i i think he gets the batman bruce element it's very subtle and you can barely tell them apart but i think that's actually really a good call not to like 
do the Christian Bale thing with a voice, or I'm sure we'll find out how other people do it. But this is he's very like very loose, very charming, very much an asshole. Well, Keaton apparently couldn't hear shit in the bat suit. Great. And he was claustrophobic. So yeah. he said that apparently that got him in the space to play Batman. It made me go inward, and that's why I wanted the character to be anyway, to be withdrawn. Yeah. And I like that. I think this movie doesn't put too much – like they, they do a little bit of a – you know, they say I'm crazy, but maybe you're crazy, the classic Joker Batman stuff. Mm-hmm. But I think like the, Burton lets the sheer ridiculousness of Batman speak for itself, and I like that. In this movie, it's like – Batman is is – only cool when you're a kid because when you're an adult and you think about it, it's like, oh, that's like a very fucking wild. Like this like rich, traumatized psychopath just has the, the free time and money to do crazy vigilante shit dressed like a bat. Like that's psycho. That's not chill. Yeah. No, it's – and I think that's honestly my biggest complaint of this movie is that the script just didn't have the confidence to let the movie speak for itself. And like that – the elements that you're talking about were like – is Batman crazy? Is he as crazy as Joker? Like, I got all that without them having to talk about it. There's that dumb scene where the, like, cuck, uh, like, sexual har- Like, who's the guy who works in the in the newspaper room? Uh, like, fucking uh, Arliss. Yeah, like, the incel piece of shit. It's like both Robert they, Wool. Yeah, he's, like, really disgusting. Um, he's like, hey, look at this newspaper article I found about this poor sad boy. And then she's like, wow, can you imagine the the heartache and trauma that would happen if you had your parents shot to death in front of you by a Joker man? And it's like, all right, yes. Like, I did not need that scene in the script. We get it because fucking Keaton rules it like dropping flowers on the ground and walking around sadly in a circle. It, that scene worked. And then they talk about it for five minutes afterwards. And I think that's... You like, know, I'm happy that Jack Nicholman didn't kill my parents, but I do wish I could, I could like have a ritual where I lay flowers down somewhere and people are like what's that guy up to and like it's probably tragic as shit you could do that i could just start doing it yeah Yeah. i mean there's really no i mean that's the thing is we won't even have the opportunity for that scene that i disliked because it will be just something you made up and we'll just have we'll get to do that same imagining you know i hear you in the sense that it's certainly an easy way out to have that kind of scene in a movie but i also get why it's mandatory this is like a full blockbuster movie directed at kids and yeah I, you know spelling out some of that i i can it's not like the most insane thing in the world no but i think that's just sort of like to me why i never really got into this sort of shit as a kid and why i i like because it doesn't do anything all that daring and the stuff that is daring like the look of it and the like trying to get jack nicholson who was i don't know was he doing shit like this at the time i should have looked this up before there wasn't shit like this at the time this is basically the first modern superhero movie yeah and but like was he even like he was a fan of the comics he was a fan of the joker man was he doing um like big movies like this in the 80s or was this like his like first time really Doing something this commercial, I guess, is like what I'm trying to. Well, you know, he made like sixty million dollars yeah. on this movie <laughs> because it's, didn't he get I like mean, the, I think the toy rights or something too? He just got an insane deal. Not <laughs> until I think I don't think I don't quote me on this, but I think Harrison Ford only surpassed him with the Star Wars thing recently. Yeah. Um. So. But yeah, no. I mean, he he did an amazing. This like this is how you I think move from being an actor in the 50s and 60s you're getting older you know you're looking mm. at the kind of shit you're gonna have to do for the next 10 years of acting 20 years man he's been fucking acting forever 
Jesus. You know, Nickelman loved his performance in this movie, and he would watch it like weekly for a, a period of time. That makes sense. That definitely makes sense. I think sense. he's great in it. I don't know. I, I guess like, you know, when I was younger, it was more fun to hate on this movie because it felt facile compared to like the very, very serious Batman. But like, it's just like a fun movie. I like the sets. I like the environment. I like the tone. I guess like you know, recently I watched The Hudsucker Proxy and I really hate that movie. And it was nice to watch a movie set in a similar sort of like fast talking city stuff. But like I it, I, it felt lived in. I like how dirty the streets are. You know, yeah. imagine imagine if Bellatar made a Batman movie. Oh, that's the thing is, I wish this movie just weren't by Tim Burton. I think for me, that's where I most of it, the most of my disdain for this movie comes from that because like everything from the non computerized or however they did it in the eighties to like the normal street sets looks great. And then for some reason, he would always just like max out the the top three quarters of my screen with like bullshit buildings that i hated looking at every time they appeared but i love the grime elaborate gothic architecture yeah but like the grime and filth and like just the alleyways where people were just i don't know there should honestly there should have been more of that i wanted like much more just gross shit but then it wouldn't we would have lost i don't know i'm trying to think of another director from that time period that would have captured the goofy zany 50s 60s batman with what would eventually become the nolan version of it well, I like how gross the street thugs are. This movie yeah. really reminded me a lot of RoboCop three, honestly. Yeah. Like yeah. I, for whatever reason, I was just thinking about like another sort of like, you know, trouble in urban America, and it's the I don't know. It just reminded me a lot of RoboCop. Well, 3. But that's a, that's actually the thing is I was expecting it, especially coming out. Like basically, it was the movie I saw most recently after RoboCop three, or I guess when RoboCop. It's like, oh, this is going to be a crime movie again. This is going to be about a police overwhelmed and one man having to take into it himself to clean up the streets. But that's not what this movie is about at all. There's like basically no mention of crime. It's all about this Joker man putting shit into like perfume and and shampoo. But I kind of like that. It's certainly a movie that was like on the precipice of a merchandising explosion, the the likes of which Mm -hmm. the world had never seen before. I like that, you know, all these like, passive consumer objects are full of threat and danger and and it's no. just part of the silliness of like old school the, of the adam west batman yeah it's like don't use the lipstick or something right no i love i really like that sort of like james bond early james bond like you have a villain and he's got a plan and that sort of brings me to the the next big thing that i didn't really like about this movie was that the pacing was i don't even know like who some characters were why they were even included in this movie like every single politician and police officer sort of combined into one character for me i couldn't really tell the part the motives and development of a harvey dent versus a commissioner gordon versus whoever that other guy was it was just like well certainly there's way too little billy d williams which absolutely. is like you bring in billy d and this is what you get and then he gets bumped out for the next movie which fucking sucks Ugh. it's probably just ra- racist trash but yeah um yeah that, that's kind of a, a like a letdown though i like the shots of i like a lot of the shots i like the rally for dent i think the big the big poster is great i like that and it, it is a bummer because i do like uh commissioner gordon in the 60s cartoon is so delightful right um and I could have used some more Gordon. Then, of course, we get everyone's favorite Gary Oldman, a very chill, awesome guy who seems very cool, um, who plays sad Gary. He plays sad uh, Kamish, the sad Kamish. Yeah, yeah. The Kamish Sedner. Mm. Yeah, I guess last time we talked about 
uh, Oldman, I said, sort of post-Tinker. But I guess he's been playing like the sad, quiet guy for quite a while now. And let me ask you a quick question, though. What's the difference between a, a Batman and a criminal? So do you want me to try to figure this out? Batman goes shopping without Robin. Batman goes shopping without robbing. So they're saying Batman that the criminals are compulsive. Without... They're compulsive thieves. They're kleptomaniacs. They can't restrain their prurient desire to to abscond with other people's merchandise. Mm-hmm. But Batman, um, and it's it's a pun because his sidekick is named Robin. But he can go oh, shopping right. both without robbing and uh, Robin, his sidekick. So a little it, play there. You got a little apostrophe. It's a, it's a little play on words there because they're using Robin in multiple ways here, and the supposition is that criminals can't control their desires. I mean, I do like that joke. Um, I, I think it breaks the rules because there wasn't a Robin in this movie, so I do have to like pull from extra textual evidence. But yeah, uh, I give it a six. Out of what? Mm, Ten. That's pretty good. Uh, so uh, let me ask you this: You hear about this uh, Bruce Wayne's playing on his baseball team? You know, position he played? Uh, shortstop. Well, why do you think shortstop? I don't know. It's like uh, I think it, it's the coolest position. It's the one everyone wants, and I think he's the coolest. That's not true. The shortstop? Yeah, everyone wants to be a shortstop. Every, that's that's. I mean, I, I mean, didn't because I, I was afraid don't. of success and fast moving balls. But I think, especially in the infield, I guess yeah, pitcher. Everyone either wants to be the pitcher or the shortstop. That's very strange. I've never really heard this much attention put on being a shortstop. But no, Bruce Wayne played the Bat Boy. That's he not a the Bat Boy. That's not a position. Okay, that's like what well, is it, okay? It is a position. Does one play Bat Boy? I don't know if that. I that mean, might it's, be it's a, a position in in a sense. It's not a position in the game. It's a position in the like management team that runs the operations at the baseball stadium. But those are all parts of what make a franchise, be it a movie or a baseball team, work, you know? Yeah, just the little guys. Yeah. So let me ask you this. Why uh, Why couldn't Batman go fishing? You hear about this? Batman couldn't go fishing? Um, because he doesn't – wait. Um, no, I did hear about this because he doesn't – hold on. The fish doesn't go fishing – so this, yeah, Batman couldn't go fishing. Is you hear something, about this? Something, uh, is it something to do with the rod? Mm, no, because Robin ate all the worms. So this is either a very weird joke about, like, I didn't understand that Robin loved to feast on bugs. Well, Robin is also a bird, and a parent, but imagine you're, oh. like, bringing in this kid to your home who's, like, also a traumatized orphan, and you're, like teaching him how to fight crime at night and you have this very intimate relationship and then one day you just see him eating all of your worms <laughs> and, and honestly like, that would track you have a fucking traumatized orphan on your hands he probably doesn't know they what might to eat. eat all your worms yeah i mean i'm sure he was feeding him you know alfred was probably bringing him all kinds of soups appetifs salads mm. i'm sure uh so it speaks to some really deep trauma on robin's part um, I got one more for you. I promise I'll cut it out. Okay? All right, because right. I, I do want to talk about okay. Alfred next. Now that you mentioned him, okay, we'll talk about Alfred next. But first, before we get to Alfred, uh, you hear uh, you hear they uh, they cross Batman in a tree. You hear about this? You hear what about it, this? You mean genetically? Yeah, they cross Batman with a tree genetically. You hear about this? You hear what they uh, what <laughs> they made? What are you talking about? Uh, Spruce Wayne. Because they put him, they put a, Batman with a, a tree of, together, so sort of like the bread thing. So I guess it really uh, could have Spruce Wayne. Oh, you're referring to uh, the uh, Rye So Serious, right? Because it really would have helped to know that what kind of bread it was. In the same way that even just telling me that it was like a fir tree, an evergreen, I might have figured that one out. 
You might have. You didn't. You didn't this time. But I you know, might've. but I was I was lost in the world of deciduous forest. You know, it's like mm. maples, cedars, um, mm. birch tree. You know, the list goes. You think on Batman on. likes trees? You think he's trees are a thing he knows a lot about? I mean, after this weird genetic experiment, yeah, absolutely. I think he's got to. He's got to understand his heritage, his ancestry. What if we remade Batman in the mold of the Fly? Where Bruce Wayne is trying to pioneer some sort of new technology, but he starts morphing into a bat because of an industrial error. So, Alfred. <laughs> uh, I felt like his role in this movie was, again, like a very boring, cheap way to score emotional points rather than actually have. Like, he was just like the guy that explained to me the emotional shit that was happening rather than just having me care about what was going on. I think that's sort of my experience with Tim Burton in general. Like, I need to see his earlier stuff. I haven't seen Scissorhands or Ed Wood. But, like, just sort of looking back through everything I have seen, like Big Fish, fucking all his animated stuff, Mars Attacks, like, I don't actually get a sense of any of the emotionality of it. It's just very much, like, painted and told that this is what I need to care about. I bawled like a baby when I saw Big Fish. Right, but how old were you? Like a baby. You're, like, 10 years old. It was. Was it really 10, 2000, the year 2000? It was 2003. Wow, I was 13 years old. I was a, almost a bar mitzvah boy. What what month? Um, oh, Let's look it up. Came out in December. Wow. I was definitely, I was post bar mitzvah then. Yeah, it's, it's a cheat. I think I also had a very, like, I saw it when I was in high school, I guess. And it was sort of like, yeah, I, I didn't know if I really cried, but it was like, oh, that was a sad nice movie about a man but then if you watch it again it's like no this is like such the most contrived boring shit i don't know burton and i were like the lamb and the bat we will one day fight and who will win i do not know well you earlier suggested you thought the lamb would win so right. i'm not sure who think which that, it, yeah i mean it'd be weird if he would be the bat because he's so dark and twisted that's true and i'm so fuzzy and walk around on all fours see uh, I have to say I'm on upjoke.com slash Batman jokes, and these appear to be user-submitted jokes, and wow. God. You hear about uh, Batman's brother, Hi Hatman? Is that He's the... a symbol of justice. Wait, can you say that again? You uh, you, ever heard about, you heard about this? Batman's brother, Hi Hatman? Wait, so pause, please. His name is Hi Hatman? Yeah, like a Hi Hatman. Why would that be anyone's name? A Hi Hat is a kind of, it's a kind of symbol. So, so he's a symbol of justice. You get it? That could have been any. That is not a Batman joke. That could have been anything. You like you hear about High Hat Man. Well, Hat Man, High Hat Man rhymes with Batman. In, I guess in a way. Uh, so uh, ro- they're having trouble with the Batmobile, and Robin asks Batman. Uh, no, Rab. Oh, sorry. Fuck. Shit. Fuck. It's all right. Uh, it doesn't Batman, matter. Fuck. It doesn't matter. Just it's let just... me get it out. Batman asks, uh, so Robin goes, Batman, the Batmobile doesn't work. And Batman goes, Robin, did you check the battery? And Robin goes, Batman, what the fuck is a Terry? I like He's that. He's so used to Batman calling everything Batman. I like shit. that. I like that. Great joke. Let's end the episode. What the fuck is a Terry? <laughs> that could be a tattoo we get together. I like it. We can get it right under our other one. Yeah, boy. Okay, so you didn't like Alfred. I found Alfred yeah. to be fine in this. And certainly... I don't know. Given how maudlin that character gets in subsequent <laughs> installments, I don't really mind that he's like a sort of like classic, you know, the the, the butler's butler. Like he's like the most butler. He's like peak butler. 
He is peak butler. Except I, I hate this. Use the trope of like the butler being friends with like his the people that are paying him. Probably very. I don't know how much he's getting paid. They never tell Look, us Alfred's salary. You're gonna Bernie bro out on Batman, bro. I am. Can't yeah, you leave that shit at home. Look, he's happy. That's all his kind want is a roof over his head. You know, three hot meals. He always does clean up the dishes. And like mm. pick up champagne glasses. It's not that bad. Yeah, I rewatched uh, the Grand Budapest Hotel in the last month or so. Wow, what a great movie! And that's that's that movie a, is amazing. That's a, butler. that's a butler. That's a butler right there. It's a butler and a half. Yeah, t- two. Can we give him two? Two butlers. Two butlers. I don't know if Kim Basinger was great in this. I'll say that. I don't know that Tim Burton in the eighties knew what to do with a woman other than like make her go through i don't even know if it was like supposed to be bad but like she has to suffer through so much bullshit of people like wanting to fuck her all the time it was endless i mean we live in a nightmare world so my sympathies are certainly with kim basinger i'm just super stoked for the next movie which where michelle pfeiffer tears the fucking roof down I don't know anything about I so I haven't seen any of these movies and I think that's maybe also why like I didn't know that this was a movie that you said that like you used to hate like this is an easy movie to hate. I think a lot of people uh this fell out of fashion I think in and when other incarnations became more popular. Okay. Yeah, and I uh I get it. Yeah, this is not fashionable anymore and I sort of get why you as Josh would like sort of like this movie too. It's fun and funky. Because you're constant I don't I don't love Tim Burton, man. I really don't. But Ed yeah. Wood rules. Ed Wood is an awesome, awesome movie. I gotta see it. Yeah, it's something Ed I Wood missed. is fantastic. It was one of those ones that was like came out on DVD. It was a really big DVD hit in the nineties when I first started buying DVDs and I almost bought it uh, all the hold time. Hold on. You're buying DVDs? Charles, no. that's an antiquated piece of technology. Yes, I'm telling You've you. You've got to upgrade to the Blu-ray DVD. You never I'm heard telling of it? you a story about it's like the old DVD, but better. Yeah. Same shape. Very confusing. They're both round. Yeah, circles, man. Circles and a little circle cut out of the middle to put it on the other circle and, inside the other machine that has a circle taken and when, out of and its And when you middle. think about it, aren't we in a big circle with the Batman? Yes. We're going to keep going around this merry-go-round to find out more about this wacky guy and the shit he gets up to. Yes, he must get into so much. So that was actually one thing, speaking of the shit he gets up to, I like that he, like, even though he was a really bad fighter, all of his fight scenes were really boring and the movie was awful to look at. I like that he has all his little traps that he throws at people and swings around on. And like, you thought it was awful to look at. It's fine. To, it's fine. It's fun. Hey, art decoy. I'm not telling you you're wrong when you say that you liked it and you like all this shit. I hated looking at those giant balloons. I hated looking at those exploded. Oh, sphincters. I, I liked the balloons a lot. Yeah, I know the you balloons did. Were cool. I, if I had to guess, if there's like, did Josh like the balloons or did he hate the balloons? I'm like Josh. Probably has replicas of those, of those balloons at his work. I walked by, Allie and I were taking a walk around our new neighborhood in Pittsfield, and we walked by a woman inflating a unicorn balloon, and it was, it's like a unicorn balloon lo- much larger than a car. And I was so Jesus. impressed with that. Wait, this is and your then, new neighbor? One of my new neighbors, yeah. And then Hell I was yeah. joking a bit with Allie, I was like, we got to get one of those for our house. <laughs> And then I realized just how funny it would be if you actually had a room with just like that was, you know, 75% one balloon. Yeah. You're like, oh, that's the balloon room. That's where the balloon goes. Great use of space. I mean, you should you should join the uh, the Batman and the and the Buffalo Bill. Yeah. Imagine that basement 
that collaboration if the three of us got together and I brought balloons to the table. Yeah, they would all fucking hate you. They'd be like, Josh, what, this is such a waste of space. And you're like, it's okay, it's okay. I'll just put it in the corner. I'll just put it over here in the corner. Hey, what do you call a beat up Batman? Um, I mean, he's beaten up quite a lot, so probably just Batman. A I bruised Wayne. A bruised Wayne. A bruised Wayne, yeah, it's because it sounds like Bruce. I'm yeah, sort of getting cause... the hang of these jokes things, yeah. They're pretty good. So far, my favorite one is definitely the idea of Robin just eating worms. Yeah, how fucked up would that shit be, really? That's like, you really imagine good. Imagine seeing someone you know eat worms, like, it, 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 not in middle school or whatever. Because, like, that's that joke is, like, somehow, like, supposed to be making me transform Robin into a bird just for this one specific moment, where the other ones sort of are making sense, like... What if Batman were a tree? But this is saying in the Bat verse. I like that some of this really spoke to you. Where like if you were in the crowd, you'd be like, "Yeah, yeah, this guy was saying it's true." Yeah, Bruce Wayne. All right, Bruce Wayne. Like that makes sense. What if that were to happen? But here it's like, what if in the Bat verse he can't go fishing because his little boyfriend Robin ate all of his worms. That's fucked up. But also, what would prevent him from just buying more worms? You know what I'm talking about? He's fucking rich, man. Or honestly, get a shovel out like back in the day and dig your own goddamn worms. Find your worms. Wait for it to rain. They just pop right up. Just wait. Find a log, an overturned tree, perhaps. Just pick it up. There's worms aplenty. Remember, there's worms in uh, friggin' Fargo. Nightcrawlers. Talking about Norm's Nightcrawlers. (laughs) Yeah. Um, What was your favorite scene with the Nickel Man? Boy, I mean, I think it's one of those things where once you sign on for that performance, it's just fun. Um, and I understand that it's a lot to sign on to for some. Uh, yeah, but like what but, would be if you were to like say go home at night and be like, you know what? I'm really jonesing for some Joker, uh, some some Joker man, some Nickel man. What scene would you search for YouTube? Like I really want to get my Joker man fixed tonight. I like when he goes to Vicki Vale's apartment and has the confrontation with Bruce Wayne. And, yes. and and Bruce gets his, let's get nuts. Yeah, that scene let's was crazy or whatever. my favorite scene for a number of reasons. But I think that was his best, perf- like, that was a great moment that I was not expecting out of uh, Michael Keaton. That was awesome. Oh, so good. And also, did you notice that uh, Vicky Vale keeps a bucket of popcorn on her mantle in- just in case two men show up and fight each other so that she can sit on her couch and eat popcorn while she watches them do this? Yeah, that shit rules. That's that the kind of shit I would do if, if I was uh, Vicky Vale. I love that. The, that the was... legendary photographer. Oh, that's the other thing. She's a, a legendary photographer, which she basically never takes pictures and is just always sexually assaulted by everyone around her and, ma- and made to just be the love Always interest. sexually assaulted. I mean, I guess you might be able to show... I don't know. Her relationship with Bruce was fucked up. Her relationship with, with the incel cuck man from work was fucked up. Her relationship with the Joker man was fucked up. She's either being raped or being like thrown aside all the fucking time. I mean, look, I don't know if I would go quite that far, but I do understand that, uh, you know, drunkenly making out with a billionaire, that's got to raise some concerns, you know? I mean, that, yeah, that that was like the most that she had to do that was based on what she wanted. And then the rest of the movie was her like constantly, uh, like, I don't know, sort of Batman gaslighting her. But more importantly, like she is... Like, she's an award-winning photojournalist, and all she has to do this movie is fuck Batman and not get fucked by Joker Man. Yeah, but she helps figure out the Batman mystery, though. <laughs> it's good stuff. Whoa! And, you know, uh, it's the freaking Batman. Um, I'm just kind of blown away that you're full-on coming at Batman and giving him full cancellation notice. Hey. Honey, you're done. 
That's right. Mr. Hey, Honey. Charles to Batman, you're finished in this town. And by that, I mean, of course, Gotham. Yeah. Also your son and also what you get at the grocery store. All three of those things. You're done. You're done with all of them. Better stock also, up on if, ham. If, if your youthful ward is actually eating worms, yeah. you've done a bad job. Yeah. As a father, as a community member, as a friend, certainly yeah. as the Batman. I would consider my son to be a friend of mine. And who is your son? I don't have instance? one. I'm just saying if I had oh. a son. Even if it were adopted. Even if that little piece of shit was not my own, like came out of me. I'd still consider him a friend. That's really big of you. Yeah. I, I, would, I would not consider, if I were ever to adopt, probably wouldn't ever consider him to be my real son, but at least friend. We go friend status. Uh, well, no one's making you adopt, which is probably good. <laughs> that is good. Can you imagine if you're just like forced to adopt someone? I mean, it'd be funny if like, here's a movie, you're forced to adopt your dad. <laughs> oh that's so good dad I'm like look dad i know it's weird but i'm legally your dad now so and, and it would be a story of understanding everything that your dad went through we could all have a nice cry at the end um, but in the movie the dad has to repeat high school and it ends yeah. with a prom a prom scene yeah and the scene where the son like viciously beats his dad with a belt over and over yeah. again and then like right. sort of regrets it later but it doesn't i don't know they sort of like hug and don't really ever talk about it again uh-huh. Yeah. Good movie. That what would like it be? You really put a fun spin on that. What I would it be called, do you think? And you were like, what if there was protracted scenes of uh, p- paternal abuse? What do you think? So like Father good. Like Son? Do you think that would be the name of the movie? That's like pretty fun. good. Um, uh, Don't Wake Daddy. Could be a tie-in with the board game. Yeah. Oh, my God. You Brilliant. Know? Makes, We've been waiting yeah. for that movie for decades. The dark origin story to Don't Wake Daddy. <laughs> Yeah, I wouldn't wake daddy either. Man, that's a threatening-ass game. Now that I think about it for more than 30 seconds at 30, I'm like, that's fucking dark. Yeah, he'll whip out Papa's belt. He'll beat the fuck out of you. You gotta stay away from goddamn daddy. Go back to bed. I'm trying to fucking sleep. Yeah. I'm an essential worker. I'm an ER doc, and you're waking me up because you're playing TikTok on your phone. Wow. They should really update uh, Don't Wake Daddy. I think more phones would make more sense, yeah. What if Batman had a Snapchat? Is this another joke from Beano.com? We've moved past Beano. No, this is not a joke. I'm just like, imagine like, okay, you know, I don't know. It'd be cool if like Bruce Wayne was on Twitter trying to pretend like he's not Batman. That'd be cool. I mean. Imagine all the replies. Would you get, you think you'd get a lot? I mean, I guess so. I think we'd be like, bro, you're Batman. What? A, come on. He wouldn't reply to those. I think he just started ignore them. It'd be funny if there were, like, Batman reply guys that were like, yeah, Bruce, no, totally you're not Batman. Haha, <laughs> please follow. So was Commissioner Gordon, like, the fat, gross piece of shit? Or was that just... I could, Honestly, Tim Burton has, like, so many grotesque-looking people in this movie that I couldn't really tell apart the, like, main bad guy henchman and Commissioner Gordon and the police... Hold on, the bad guy cop is is truly a, a large framed fellow with a mustache and a fedora who just oozes grease. And Commissioner Gordon is just sort of a generic older white guy. Okay, so he wasn't also just like a gross. I don't know. Maybe I always just like. I don't know. I don't know why I couldn't really tell apart. Well, I guess I know why I couldn't tell apart anyone because literally nobody has a story in this movie except for Joker and Bat. Right. It's a comic book movie. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, We're you not could... watching Persona, okay? 
Well, maybe we should do this that. This is an upstream color, okay? Yeah. I just, it's uh, Batman the movie. So, uh, yeah, the plot was very fun. It was I like, fine. I it's like fine. So it moves from one plot to the next so quickly, and it's it's like... In the same way that people will complain about having way too much going on in the second Batman movie from Nolan, this, like, we're going to have as much going on, and we're just going to, like, cut most of it out and still tell both stories. And you know what? It didn't work, but it wasn't that bad to watch. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. This is, for me, in the canon of, like, you know, a sick day movie, where it's like, throw this shit on, bust out your phone, play some retro bowl, tweet at your favorite celebs. Are you still and playing Retro gonna... Bowl? Oh, I love that game. It's fucking awesome. It's so like the I best ma- phone game I've ever played. Yeah, I made the, I had to take a break from it because I made the mis- well, it's not really a mistake, but I went I made the sort of mistake for myself of having one of the kick-ass teams I've ever made in in Retro Bowl. I made it like two seasons. I somehow like got up to hundreds and everything, the best players, and then I was like, "All right, let me start over with a shitty team again." And oh boy, it's hard going back to having a shitty team in Retro Bowl. That's true, but what the secret is, you got to stockpile your coach's points, and then you know yes. I don't transition to a new team until I've got like two hundred points, and then I that can was just my like, mistake. I had forty, yeah, and I can't buy it's not anyone enough, brother good. man. Yep, I can't yeah. buy anyone good because if you're not getting at least three points a game with the fan approval, then you're yep. really faced it's with some waste. real struggles. But there's multiple load slots. You can load. You can start a brand new game. Yeah, yeah, I know. But I think I'm going to just go back to it and really just see how many seasons it takes for me to get good again. It could take 20. I don't know. We'll see. But I, as you know, writer, I, 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 had a, I had a dream the other night. Yeah? What happened in the dream? I was uh, up in a mountain pass uh, riding mm-hmm. a horse, and my my father uh, went on down the trail ahead of me. Yeah? He was, was, he carrying, blankets. was he carrying fire the way they used to? No, no, he was carrying uh, a Samsung Galaxy... 10 and he was clearly whipping ass and retro bowl on it and i knew okay that when i followed him through the mountain pass into the darkness beyond uh i could sit or sit with my dad and play some retro bowl together yeah that's beautiful and then i woke up and then i woke up fire the carriage fire are you asking when will it end i'm not okay i am Yeah. <laughs>